Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey! Fam! 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 Hey! Fam! Fam! Hey, fam. Welcome to Hey, Fam. This is a podcast hosted by me, Andrew Levins. And me, Angus Truscott. And this podcast is about all the cool things we watched and enjoyed in the last week and yep. our reviews of those things. Even the you know, things you may have passed in the street that happened to catch our eye. I'm not going to review any of those, but you are more than welcome to, Angus. Well, I've got a good 40-minute bit I'm doing about... Can't wait. Just about the... Uh, the viral marketing I fell for the other day for a product, an AI, I accidentally played an ARG. And I'll tell you what, it's not as fun as they make it out to be. Well, before Angus gets to his tight 40 mins on... Uh, it's a lie, guys. I'm saying it now. There's no 40 mins on ARG. I just played you an ARG. You successfully played the Hey Fam ARG. And as your reward, you've unlocked this new episode, episode 32. 32? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Awesome. That's at the top of my head. Let's see how my, how my Rain Man-esque... Uh, That's two podcast episodes older than me. Oh my god, yeah, and it's one year old than me, yeah. Last one was 31. Wow, wild. 32, uh, Shaq, Orlando Magic. <laughs> On the 32nd episode of Hey Fam, you are going to hear us talk about uh, two video games. There will be Firewatch and Unravel, both Dos. of which we began last week and we finished them. I finished both of those. We finished one of them. Yeah. Find out which one uh, later in the episode. We also watched the brand new J.J. Uh, Abrams executive produced uh, TV show on Hulu starring James Frankie Frankie Franco called Who's 112263 it's all based off a Steffi King novel that's right um, Steffi King of course um, Stephen King's mother yeah wonderful woman uh, great tennis player soon. great great tennis player again lost her too soon but glad she got this series out on her, on her DB her deathbed uh, thinking of, speaking of JJ Today was, and if you're listening to this today, which is impossible because we're releasing it in two days or tomorrow, so uh, get out of my house for starters. But second of all, uh, episode eight, a uh, huge update uh, for Star Wars. Oh yeah, big, big we've got some Star Wars updates. Big update, new too. actors announced, three new actors to the main uh, cast, which is very exciting. Uh, yeah, we'll be chatting about that, maybe maybe throwing some theories at you. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't wait to see. Uh, episode 8 in cinemas But Angus You mm-hmm. saw something Even crazier Than episode 8 In a cinema last week Which we'll be talking about later Yeah The Kanye yeah. West Experience we'll Experience it. it wasn't yeah. just a record It was it was everything I can't wait to hear you describe Something that I'm very glad I wasn't attending uh, By the end of it though You're going to wish That you were there the whole time Another thing that you enjoyed That I'm very <laughs> glad I didn't need to Is uh I'm a celebrity. Get me the fuck out of here Oh you will find out That perhaps I too didn't enjoy it And Despite our promise two week, two episodes ago that 
oh yeah that's a new one i'm gonna watch uh yeah we dodged many things bullets uh you know spare time <laughs> <laughs> and finally maybe even firstly um, we're going to check in with Deadpool. Finally for the intro, firstly for the main segment. That's right. Yeah. That's how it works. Everyone knows what firstly means. Yeah. I mean, I guess because of the JJ show, we are time traveling. Like, you know, That's we're, right. We're, we're stuck in time. We're, we're running, out of time. We're running into the back of Angus's pa- pantry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That's how it happens. Yeah. And uh, here Eat we are. Beef. Yeah. Um, so, Deadpool, uh, we talked about <gasps> last week. We um, who would have thunk it? We talked about it every episode so far this 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 year. So yeah. maybe we should make this the last we say about it. But uh, I don't think it's going to be. I think there'll be uh, some reappearances. But yeah, this is uh, you know, it's been out for um, just over ten days now here. Yeah, and we saw it opening or before opening weekend. And uh, if you listened to last week's episode, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, turns uh, out a hell of a lot of other people do as well. So it is. It did globally in its first weekend. Mm. We never really talked numbers on Hey Fam, but. We're hey, not number guys. I do love... Uh, maybe I'm going to make Forbes.com my new homepage. Look, I did see the big short uh, recently, so I'm kind of all aware of numbers and bonds and stuff like that. So, um, so uh, Great movie, by the way. I can't believe we haven't spoken about it on here. I Go haven't see seen the it big yet. Short. Okay, I'll yeah. see the big short. For Go you, see I the will. big short. Yeah. For you and everyone at HeyFam, yeah, I will I'm sure they it. want to hear our opinion on a movie that's been out for a month. Go see Perfect. it. Um, so Deadpool did um, between Friday to Sunday... Mm. Of its opening weekend, it did 300 million Jesus. worldwide. Wow. Which makes it... How much was the budget? Like a third of that? Like 50. Christ. 50 million. 50 something million. Oh, so yeah. That was super confident when they greenlit uh, the sequel, which is based, I guess, on early buzz. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's the seventh biggest comic book movie of all time. Did it break which, a February which, record, I read? Like it was like... Broke a February record, like I think highest grossing film for February. Dude, it is, it's the biggest grossing weekend that Fox has ever had, which means this did more money than all six of the first Star Wars oh, movies. Wow. That's Isn't insane. That insane. So wait, not just February Fox, but straight up Fox. Fox. Man, they got something. Marvel should be a little bit worried maybe. Yeah. Um, How does it compare to other sort of Marvel openings? Uh, it, it did better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, wow. Um, it's, I think it's already made more money than The Incredible Hulk did, or it's quite close to doing that. Jesus. Um, it's been out for like, not even a week. It's been out for five days. Yeah. Jeez. Um, it's, so, as far Man. as comic book movies goes, it's only behind two Avengers movies, two Dark Knight movies, Iron Man 3 and Spider-Man 3. In terms of opening or opening just straight we- up? Opening weekends. Yeah, wow. But it's it's the highest grossing R movie week opening weekend as well. And it's like so far up on uh, like as far... If, uh, if Guys, uh, check out this great new website, Forbes.com. <laughs> Seriously, uh, <laughs> if you got a, a couple of... Uh, look... I know me and my fat Spoiler cat alert. mates like to like to have a couple of drinks. Check the Forbes website. Spoiler alert: there is a paywall, but if you use the uh, the code "Hey Fam, what up?" you're gonna get ten percent <laughs> off for the first month. Drop our name. Could even get an extra twenty down there. But look, paywalls aside, if you're into numbers, if you're into business, if you're into big openings, if you're into small openings, this is the site for you. Uh, so yeah, I know it's totally crazy. And the reason I bring it up is, what do you think this is going to mean for superhero movies from now on? Do you think that everyone is now going to have a crack at the R-rated superhero market? I don't even think superhero. I think last year we saw Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. R-rated film. Yeah. Uh, you know, stateside, everything. Here I think it was MA, I'm not too sure. Uh, I think it's just, you know, like the original Alien. I think it just means that studios can now, I guess, stop kind of being scared of 
making sure a blockbuster is hitting G's or PG marks. Sure. Like it does show that a violent adult-oriented movie, I mean, let's face it, they're the people with money who are going to these movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'd go see a movie like Daredevil with two or three of my friends. That, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't have any children, but <laughs> you know, it just seems like the family movie model is now maybe being questioned if people are making a blockbuster. Like, oh, you know what? We can make a movie where a bunch of buddies go together and watch it. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's going to, you know, one of the predictions we had before we saw the film was, you know, if this does turn out to be a good thing, it could be a new era of characters which were deemed, oh, you know what? That's too high risk. They're too violent. Like, like a Punisher character maybe sure. or something that isn't got the tr- has a, a character who doesn't have the traditional, you know, the tropes of the what we see at the, the screen right now, which I'm going to be calling, like, you know, the golden age of superhero movies. That's what we're living in right now. Like, and we're going to, I reckon in 30 years time, we're going to start getting your, uh, you know, your Frank Miller-esque takes on, on films, like people doing interesting things. Maybe not 30 years, you know, maybe superhero movies won't be around that long. I was using the time scale used for comics. But, you know, maybe now is when we're seeing this kind of slight tweak, you know? Sure. They're jazzing up. Like, this is like the Silver Age, you know? So, the Forbes article is pretty smug at one point. It's like, imagine how much better it would have done if people weren't really, really exhausted of superhero movies by right now. Which I think that... that they, That's pretty really smug. That's smug and also, like, it's not true because I think one of the reasons Deadpool has done so well is that there hasn't been a superhero movie out in cinemas since Fantastic Four. Which was like September last year. It was a very uh, was a bit Ant later. Man as well. Ant Man, both of those. They both came out the yeah, same month. Yeah, both of those. No, you're right. That's it. Um, there's been a drought. There's been yeah. I thought it was a drought. Deadpool uh, is back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a superhero movie, but also like they, you know, years ago we would have just called these action movies. Sure. You know what I mean? Like but like this Batman is very much out. like you know th- them trying to pay oh, totally. the perfect like, like like this is this is so much more of a comic book movie than most other comic book movies in that they have gone out of their way to make it faithful to yeah. the character and, 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 and the issues written about it it's in the true. past. I just wonder where we're going to get, o- get over the, you know, the period of everyone co- they calling it the comic book movies or superhero movies. It's like, yeah, that's, that, that's a character, but everything's adapted off something. It's like, we weren't calling like gone with the wind and stuff. Oh, have you seen the new novel movie? No, but I, f- I feel you like superhero I mean? and comic book, it's its own genre. It is a genre, but, you know, it's still got action trope. Like it's it's it, they're movies. Like I'd love to. I'd love to. I think for some reason that that, that just the word in front of it's going to be holding people back from ever accepting them as a certain thing. Well, I mean, for yeah. better or for worse. I mean, you've got obviously got your Nolan trilogy and stuff, which you know permeates both. But I'd love to get over. Uh, yeah, that smugness just makes me a bit like it's like come on, man. It's it's an action movie that happens to be based off a comic book. Yeah, I don't think we're we're at least in my lifetime going to see everyone get over what. Watching superhero movies. Yeah, thanks, Obama. That's, <laughs> that's another one you you, know, you left us with. Um, so, on that point of uh, the studios potentially dipping their toes in the R-rated superhero movies, I think it's great. Like I said, I think. Who it's, do you? What do you think? What possible properties do you think we could see? You know what? Bring R it back, of? Howard the Duck. Let's do it. That would be fucking cool. That's what if I mean. Actually, did, oh, that wasn't like, a joke. I mean, like, do it legit. Like, people, are like, oh, I could do a kooky character now. Like, how much of a shame is it that, like, I know. Um, Hellboy is a narrated character, but it's like, oh, this was, you know, this could be a great time to bring back Hellboy. Sure. Stuff that is not Ron, as well Ron Perlman known. is, is, is uh, you know, still, he's, you know, whenever he gets interviewed, he brings it up. He, oh, he wants to do it. He's, he's looking more and more like Hellboy every day. Like, let's face it, he's not getting he? any younger, and that works out well for the Hellboy franchise. I mean, man, just at the top of my head, it just, uh, well, uh, yeah, I went Howard the Duck first, but you know, you could, you know, you could, it's almost like I bet Marvel and stuff now going, shit, like, 
though the you know the long episodic format works for it like maybe punisher and electric could kind of work on screen now if we did it right like people are going to go those higher stakes more violent yeah one, one of my things. favorite comic book runs that i've ever read is garth ennis's punisher max run which is a really really i think you've mentioned that bleak, in the hey, dark yeah bleak dark take on on the punisher of course for those who don't know the punisher is a character who uh his family was killed by by gangsters and so he dedicates his life to no powers he's no, no powers just a dude with a bunch of guns shitload of guns a, and a cool whole skull t-shirt and uh like you know he's different to other superheroes in that one he doesn't have superpowers and two he kills all the bad guys that he goes after that's right um, um and and some some members of the police force see him as a blessing others as a criminal yeah i mean i guess it could open up more stuff more characters like that. i just think it's going to be turning you know I remember that when the DCU cinematic universe lineup kind of leaked, there was rumors about like a Blue Beetle and uh, was it Booster? Booster Gold, Booster Gold yeah. team up, like stuff like that. Now I think we'll get more yeah, of a chance. Yeah, that, that made. definitely doesn't need to be R rated though. No, not yeah. R rated. But I mean, okay, we'll go to R rated. But I, I'm thinking these, these these kind of smaller characters, which yeah, a fan I feel like we already had this victory with with Guardians of the Galaxy though. Like I feel like that True. that definitely opened these gates up. Yeah, Ant Man series. Yeah, somewhat. Though I, I do think Deadpool was more present than Guardians were five years ago. Like he's been more uh, Deadpool's consistently. A much bigger character he's been consistently yeah, yeah. present much more than Guardians. Like huge in the seventies, early thousands had a um a run and then was kind of like made up again because the movie was coming out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, R-rated, I, I, I guess you could look at the Mac. I mean, if we're thinking superheroes straight up, I'm not going graphic novel because that's a completely different story. And we have seen graphic novels uh, aimed at it like a older than teen audience adapted well, like into indie films. And that works well. But he- heroes, I mean, Max is a great place to look. Yeah. I mean, are I we mean, going well, just Marvel DC? Of, or do you want to go Vertigo? Well, you could do 100 yeah. Bullets? Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that there definitely have been R-rated um movies based on on vertigo lines in the past that they made the losers movie and that kind of thing and there have been r-rated superhero movies a lot of people are making a big deal about deadpool being the first ever ever oh yeah so some of the blade movies and also there've been several punisher movies that were r most recently punisher warzone Warzone, which is uh, which is kind of fun in a real shitty way Um, yeah but and that's very you know there there is dialogue from that and characters taken directly from um garth ennis's um, Punisher Max run, but his yeah, Max cool. run is a million times better than that. So I mean, what, who comes to mind for you? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess it's like you know, not only is it the ability to allow them to swear and show so so mm. like more graphic violence, but I guess more adult tones. Ghost um, Rider could get another run, and you know what? Third times a charm, still bring back Nicky Cage. <laughs> Except he's just naked the whole time. Just naked the whole time. Because it's now. You can do that. Yeah, no, no. I think that could work. But yeah, I think it just gives you more options. And again, not to be over-the-top violence, it works in Deadpool because he's such a zany, stabby guy. Over-the-top character. Yeah, but I think you could do some tones. Like, you know, the Punisher losing his family, like that shit's brutal and stuff that's kind of a bit of a... And especially the fact he kills his... um, you know, the people who get in his way. Yeah. I guess I'm just excited to see. I mean, obviously we're getting like, we're getting, we're pretty much getting R-rated violence in the Netflix totally. series. Like, you know. And over time as well. Some I mean, with Jess Jones, really, the whole rape storyline. Like that's something you wouldn't absolutely. see in a major, you know, you, they kind of hinted at it you know, in its defense in Age of Ultron with um, Black Widow. Like, you know, this traumatic female experience. very ham-fisted. Huh? Very ham-fisted, but uh, probably the least of the ham-fisted things in that film. <laughs> Listen um, to the rest of the episodes to find out why that we've done. <laughs> but, you know, it's something that would definitely not be in a, hey, let's 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 break a weekend box office, you know, 
record while we're here. Yeah, totally. But, so maybe maybe the Netflix yeah. series is definitely Marvel saying, you know, oh yeah, we we kind of are doing these adult themes and adult violence yeah. in here. Um, what about DC? I mean, yeah, DC is just like they're already like I feel like the the overall tone of all the of of Man versus Man Man of Steel and then upcoming that it's already that darker. It already is absolutely pitched at an older audience. Totally. Marvel yeah. seems a lot more family focused. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see something like Ant Man, and this is not a diss at any uh, either of the universes. Ant Man wouldn't be a thing right now in the DCU. Though, nor oh no, Iron Man. You know, I mean, look, all you've got to do is look at each universe's opening films. Iron Man one, mm. but like, and Man of Steel. I think two really good films, uh, comic book fuck, films. Fuck Man of Steel. <laughs> but no, that's I know, but that's you hate it. <laughs> I dug it, and I think you know what? It's they're both set tones for their universes, and you know. John Favreau really did lay the foundation for what works with these Marvel films. Totally, yeah. You you can watch any of the Marvel movies that have come since next to Iron Man, and, and they're all they're thematically, you know, they're, they're totally. very similar. Tonally, they're very I mean, similar. It invented the fucking Nick Fury walk on bonus scene, like yeah. the trope which we're all sick of. But hey, that's where it started, you know. Um, I would love them to do a, um, uh, a, a a movie or TV series based on the original Nick Fury. Who, yes. uh, who uh, you know, has a similar super serum to what Captain America has. He's a dude with an eye patch. He's old and he's grizzly. Now, did David Hasselhoff happen to play That would him? be fucking unreal. I think he did. He did? Yeah. I reckon do totally like movie. a really good... Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're I'm right. He sure. definitely has. You are yeah, right. He has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Fury Max was another Garth Ennis title. Oh, really? Um, and it's amazing. It's all about... It's a, it's a war comic, basically. Sure. And it's you know he encounters Frank Castle before he comes becomes the Punisher, and um, all that kind of thing. And I feel like that, and it's told very cinematically. I feel like that would be a really great TV series yeah, wow. or, a, or 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 movie. You know, it could get Killing Joke on the big screen. Yeah, they are. Like they, I, I think they they, they announced it's getting they made into the animated film. Yeah. And DC animated movies, very good. Some of them, Dark Knight, Some of them Dark Knight Returns, good. incredible, amazing. Some of them are super super good, but. Uh, you know, that's not going to sell millions. That's not going to make people watch it. They hear the word cartoon, they freak out. Imagine with this universe, upcoming universes, you know, big stars playing like Killing Joke. It could work. Yeah. Like that's true. They could be like, shit, we can show a movie about like Barbara Gordon getting essentially like beaten to a bloody pulp. Yeah, yeah. and filmed. I, yeah. I, I'm not really excited to see that. To be That's my least favorite part of that, about that comic. Yeah. I hate that shocking. whole trying to dry, drive. I, f- I don't know. I feel like... Him just shooting her or not is enough. It's still horrible. But it's like, the eighties, man. You yeah, know, yeah, censorship laws got changed. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it, you can look at the Deadpool as definitely like, oh shit, this might change mm. things up a lot. For me, I, I, I hope that the next thing they go, the next thing they experiment with is just. I mean, we, I bring it up every time we talk about a superhero movie, but getting rid of the need to tell an entire origin mm. story in the first depiction of a superhero. How kick-ass would it be to do like Swamp Thing, like the Alan Moore Swamp Thing now, just start off now, like from issue one where you don't really know what happened to him? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think he took over issue five or something. I know there's some weird... It's from 20 on 20, think, sorry, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Just like aiming at adults because it is essentially like a super sad love story. Yeah. Like the Swamp Thing story. Uh, there's monster elements, but that's something that's you know pretty hard to sell to kids or make makes it get. A but kid don't excited. worry about aiming it at kids. That's yeah, what I mean, exactly. and yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, good totally. now. It's just like you know what we can tell this story, and chances are you know if it's got a if it's got an actor who believe like man, I, it's almost like how do people how do they trust Daredevil? I had a director who's done nothing. Yeah, he, although um, you know what he did do? Do you remember the um 
advertisement for um, Batman Arkham Origins. That's right. No, he's a huge, great. He's a um, cutscene director for video games. He did some of the best. Yeah, um, but that that one in particular, was, where young Bruce getting punched as a kid. It's just like you just you just see, it's like a zoom in on, on yeah. Bruce Wayne's face as he. From, oh, it's from a kid through when he gets older. Yeah, so, yeah it was I mean, amazing. I, I, if, I, if I knew that that you know a year ago, I, I would have had way more faith in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's such a, like you know he 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 does a better Batman story within a with a one minute advertisement. Oh, one hundred percent. Than most of the Batman movies. That's the best Batman origin I've ever seen. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. Oh, dude, I'm already like. Every time I bring, I bring up Batman versus Superman, so oh, often, we saw the new trailer. We should the, talk about the new, that. Then. The new trailer came out and. Uh, it looks like I'm, I'm, you know, it definitely just watching Batman in action. Man, I'm really Batman excited to see that. But so if you're worried, I guess like if you're worried, and I, I had a friend I was speaking to about on the weekend. He's like, I don't watch another trailer. They gave away so much last. I'm like, no, this is. I wouldn't call this like a trailer. Trailer. It's just it's made up from a lot of scenes of the other ones. But there's just basically the studio has gone show Batman, like give them Batman. That's what they want. But and but you know what? It's kind of had like yeah, okay, cool. Cool, it's really, really great, but it makes you just want to watch a Batman movie. We're like, getting one. I mean, th- I know, but like, I kind of. But don't... for all intents and purposes, I mean, his name's the first thing in the title. I know. I think we're getting a Batman movie. I'm just very fucking worried about th- there being so much in this movie that, like, all mm. the things that I actually look. Want I to guarantee. See... You, I reckon Wonder Woman's got five minutes max. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, they are hinting at her being a lot more than that. Though. I reckon she's like... I reckon, I reckon five Diana. minutes as, as one woman. I, mean. sure. I reckon we're going to get a bit more as Diana in and out. I reckon 15 minutes in total. Yeah, sure. I reckon Clark's going to be like 30 minutes. I reckon it's going to be... Ba- it's a Batman movie. It's called Batman versus Superman. All right. It's like they're already just... I, you know... You want, you want make, is that your prediction? That's my prediction. I, I've already said my prediction is the opening scene is the end of Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's point of view and the movie just goes on from there. How about this prediction? Do you predict that Lex Luthor... The credits will roll and he will still be alive. I think he'll be bald and he'll turn to the camera and say something. Because he's got hair in all the trailers. I think we're going to finally see him bald. And I reckon scene. he just wears a wig. I reckon he has like alopecia or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It does look very so wiggy. Do you reckon he's going to die? Because I, I, no, I, I hate when the movies kill off the, the main bad guys. Because no. the bad guys are more, more important than the superheroes. He's me. not going to die at all. Absolutely right. not. They're going to keep him. They need a villain. Like, they're dead, they well, they're definitely going to kill Doomsday. They're going to kill Doomsday. Doomsday will be introduced and then killed 12 minutes Doomsday later. will be the threat they need to, you know, save both cities from. Because in this, Gotham and Metropolis and sister cities now, they uh, neighboring cities. Mm-hmm. That's, one thing, that's one thing they've changed for this. My, I guarantee you they unite because Doomsday is going to destroy both cities. And Batman and Superman go, hey, you know what? Let's put our shit aside. Or what if Doomsday is going to destroy Gotham and Superman wins Batman over by saving Gotham? I think those two are both super plausible. <laughs> I reckon that's it. It's going to be one of those two. Um, but, you know, predictions. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Batman movie. Okay. And I, I think Lex is going to die. I think, you know, maybe they Because for all intents and purposes, besides the Joker, like, and um, maybe even Darkseid, but, you know, do you say Darkseid or Darkseid? Darkseid. Darkseid. Yeah, Darkseid. But it's not Darkseid. It's Doomsday. No, but you oh, have but Dark Side. Side. I'm just thinking yeah, about like the yeah, overarching yeah, sure. DC villain. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're going to do a complete Thanos rip. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't yeah. think they're going to do. I think they're 
you know, Thanos is dipped in and out. And I think to the casual moviegoer who sees Marvel movies, I have no fucking clue what Thanos is or who this purple dude is popping up. Yeah. Never explained. Well, I didn't. I, I, when, I, when I saw the end of the Avengers, I was like, who's that guy? Well, same. Like, it made <laughs> me go back and I, I had to read Infinity Gauntlet. I'd, I'd even read Infinity Gauntlet. I just didn't understand who yeah, that thing it was. Yeah, look, it was very tacked on and very much. In 20 years, we're going to reach this movie. Yeah. But maybe these guys are going, look, let's introduce the main villain now and have him throughout the rest of the series. Like, like I said, besides the Joker, Lex is pretty up there. Like, he could be the main villain for this yeah, first totally. round of movies. If, if they go the route where he ends up becoming the president, I loved that weird little era of yeah, DC yeah, yeah. where, where like, I guarantee we'll see that. You guarantee? Yeah. It's an Angus Trusky guarantee. All right. It's an Angus Trusky guarantee. Get your rubber Trust me. Out. It's a Trusky guarantee. Hey, trust me. I got this. Um, Speaking of superheroes. Yeah. We saw a trailer today for Daredevil season two. Fucking hey, we did. Yeah. Fucking hey. Hey, now fam. we swear on this. It's, you know, this isn't on <laughs> this TV is anymore. rated uh, podcast that you deserve. Yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you think? So, yeah, the Daredevil Season 2 trailer. Mm. Um, and you, we liked Season 1. Yeah. In, it's on the record. In the same way that uh, the latest Batman versus Superman trailer showed us a lot of Batman, which we hadn't seen yet. Mm. The Daredevil trailer shows us a lot of The Punisher. Um, yeah. We, we brought him up earlier that we would like to see a movie, but I think we're going to get a pretty great iteration of him in this. Yeah, I think we are too. I'm a bit worried of... Um, I know we've, we've spent the episode talking about R-rated violence and that sure. kind of thing. Uh, I feel like... Daredevil got pretty grisly in parts. Jessica Jones had like almost close to disgusting violent moments. Sure. I, I love gore, but like some, there were just some bits like, like when I, I love gore when it's kind of played for comedy and when, uh, you're funny gore, which man. is why I like Deadpool, the gore in Deadpool, I thought was sure. really, really, really entertaining. I love like a final destination movie. Yeah. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. A Tarantino. Kind of yeah. Tarantino. I, I laugh my head off. Yeah. When I shouldn't have in uh, the hateful eight. No, we all laughed. We're um, all there. Cool, good. Um, but there's some really disturbing moments of violence in Jessica yeah. Jones, and I feel like, like Jessica Jones and Daredevil aren't characters known for being violent. Do you think it's like so? These I feel guys like with bringing Punisher in, I feel like we're going to see some fucking brutal, disgusting oh, yeah. gore. I mean, look from the trailer alone, he, he, we're basically going to see a lot of deaths. Definitely, without a doubt, and I think that's great. I want that. I don't know. I, I, you, well, you just said that he didn't like that shit. No, no, no. Uh, death is fine, but it's like I, I don't like. I don't need all my every episode to have like a shock moment of gore in it. Sure, I, I'll take every second episode. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I'm just. I don't know. It's just like give me a point of difference. You know. Yeah. Let's not imply this shit. Let's show it. Like I'm an adult now. I want to see the Punisher's bullet explode your head really. Loudly. <laughs> oh, that's fine. But yeah. like, they were like, I don't know. You you, sh- you haven't watched a lot of Jessica Jones. There's no, you're right. One character in particular meets a very unfair end. And wow. It's okay. Like, why, why did they have to go like that? Because like life's that? cruel, man. That's what happens. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm all of- for seeing bad guys get destroyed in disgusting ways. Yeah. But like, you know, and I feel like may- maybe that's me being a hypocrite. Like, you know, obviously, bad- good guys die. And yeah. In, in 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 bad ways too, but there's a you know, there, there was one scene that I thought there's actually there's a few, there's one episode where three great characters die in really brutal ways. Shit. Okay. And 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 it really felt like just gratuitous. Um, wow. Which is not something that I expected from a Marvel series. Yeah. But I'm keen. The Punisher definitely is a character that welcomes that. Yeah. Um, it makes sense with his character arc. Yeah, definitely. Um, He's very being. I can't wait to see like a whole bunch of like I I loved when uh, in in one of the early episodes of Deadpool. Like it was... Daredevil. When... Sorry, of Daredevil. They're, they're very similar. They're so uh, similar. Red, they're red, D, they're Marvel. They hang out. Um, 
New York. But when Wilson Fisk um, crushed a uh, oh yeah, crushed the guy's head in the um, pretty much decapitated someone yeah. using a car door. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean that was that's that, that was like the big scene where you're like, oh, this guy doesn't just like go into the art gallery to hit on that bird. No, <laughs> he's a goddamn psychopath. Um, so like I'm I'm fine with that kind of gore for sure. But what if we'll see Wilson? I hope we do get some Wilson updates. So, do you know about the small tie-in to between Daredevil and Jessica Jones, the character that, that's that's in in both of them? No. I feel like she's going to tie all the series together, uh, and that is um, uh, the night nurse, played by oh uh, yeah R- Rosario Dawson. That's right. Was she, is she in? So she she Jess Jones. She pops up in Jessica Jones. Oh, awesome! That's great. Um, and so yeah, I feel like obviously Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones as well. Yeah, he's so going to get his own. We're going to get our own Luke Cage thing, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if her name is Claire. Um, yeah, so the character name. Be, I'm. I, she well, she's in the, the trailer she's in the trailer too yeah right. yeah yeah so um I, I mean hopefully she'll carry on Matt to had a romantic well. uh you know yeah thing yeah it's it's really really great choice when she shows up in in jessica jones I, I, oh that's great really satisfying to see i'm her. not even mad knowing that yeah <laughs> that's really good i like that that ties that shit well is she dare i say the nick fury <laughs> of the television series i mean She's just she she you know, put an she's incidental. She's incidental. Put an eye, put an eye patch on anyone. You could be linking anyone's continuity. That's true. That's true. All it, ta- all it takes to link continuity is an eye patch. I'm so surprised that like you know Snape didn't come at the end of every Harry Potter movie with an eye patch on and try to like get them to join forces. Solid Snape. Yeah, solid Snape. Oh man, <laughs> don't do it. That's to the me. fanfic that Angus wants more than yeah. anything else. God damn it. Um, so we mentioned the half blood, the Phantom Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The half blood pain. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, so the prisoner oh, of wait, diamond dogs. Snape eater. Snape eater. Uh. <laughs> uh, so we mentioned end credits earlier, and uh, I see a lot of end credits at the end of movies, but something <laughs> that I very rarely get has, to see. This guy loves end credits. Let me seriously. I've been. I've caught him so many times. <laughs> Let's get straight to him. I'm saying, like, what are you doing, you fool? <laughs> but you know, an end credit scene. An end credits. Seeing those credits roll, it's easy to see on a movie. It's only, you know, at most you're going to wait three hours. But if I want to see him on a game, as a working father, that shit can be hard. It's very hard, isn't so it? So I proudly announce to you, Angus, that since we last recorded an episode of Hey Fam, mm. I've seen the end credits roll for two brand new games that came out this year. That's monumental for you. That's wild. I mean, granted, we... <laughs> I saw end credits roll every 20 minutes in Metal Gear Solid 5 last that's year. True. But that's a completely... <laughs> that's <laughs> even after I saved a game. You just get a, just... Yeah, this game save was brought to you by... <laughs> written and directed by... It was like, yeah, but no. Uh, you know, I'm coming to terms with end credits just being at the end of games now myself after being in a, um, a Stockholm Syndrome-esque uh, you know, series of credit sequences. But yeah, you know what? I think you and I have seen one of the same ones. Um, so we talked about it last week. The games I'm talking about are um, Firewatch and mm. Unravel. And I just got fired. We just spoke about Firewatch last week. We literally, it came out a couple hours before we recorded and we played through the first hour or so. And we were both jazzed. And uh, we, we briefly d- described it last week as like a, um, uh, you, you, you play You're a... park ranger. It's in the 80s, a, first person. Yeah, a 40-something year old guy who, who has a, a, a bad relationship, a relationship go, go bad. And, to get, go bad, and yeah. to get away from it, he takes a job as a park ranger. Yeah. Um, it's where he knows he will not be speaking to anyone except a radio. And that's um, your main for relationship. For an entire summer. Yeah, and it's kind of like, 
you know, it echoes back to point and click games and stuff like that. You've, you're given a, a tree, a, a tree response, you know. Yeah. So it, it is an adventure game, but the main focus is on a relationship you have with a person at the other end of your radio who's also yeah. in, a, in a watchtower like yours at the other end of a big national park. Absolutely. Um, and it's great. I mean, so we, we both finished it. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't want to spoil it at all. I think it's, I'm, I, this is us really putting the call out to say okay. this no is one of the most special game experiences i've had yep. ever and like kudos for first time first time developers insane yeah what's the name of the developing place oh, man, we said it last week i didn't do my research this week <laughs> did you uh write it down i know uh, I didn't. sega it's sega it's not sega they're not <laughs> sonic is fucking amazing in this game eggman's there uh it's 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 all wild everyone everyone's friends dr wiley shows up banjo kazooie when they I showed up didn't i didn't think they were gonna up. be the the main Antagonist, like condensed, hasn't it? It's like, man, this Campo Santo is the name of the publisher. So close. Why did it take you so long to look it up? (laughs) Oh, you weren't looking up. You're looking up. I was looking at last week's notes. Okay, right. Yeah, Campo Santo. I didn't even Um, write them down. Maybe it's Campo Santo. Um, But uh, yeah, first time developers. But you know, ties with the Telltale series. Yeah, totally. Etc. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Not long, like maybe a couple hours in total, five hours all up. it's like a story, like, I don't want to get too... I don't want to put on my, my wanking hat too much. I'll, I'll just lean it to the side. I don't want to go full wanking hat. I'll have it... I'll pretend I'm putting it on and then stop, hover it above my head. But I found it more... Ugh, I'm already cringing, it, it, like, as a, um, an interactive story or movie. You yeah, know what I mean? it's fine. I was, I was going to describe it as, like, a relationship sim, almost. Great. Like, okay, you yeah. can borrow this hat, too. We can both yeah, wear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, good, good news is it has a funny straw that go, usually goes into a Milo, but you can put Because you it. have, like, you know, you, 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 you're presented at the beginning with the story of, of, of someone that you are married to. Yep. And what happens between you and her. Uh-huh. And the, you are left with no matter what options you choose. So, I played the opening hour with Angus, and then I went home and played... The opening hour with my wife Bianca, separate choices, and I and stuff. made sure we chose different That's choices. Sick. That's great. It wasn't very hard because you are a dark soul, <laughs> and she is a a, a a little ray of light. Yeah. Um. So, in, in particular, at one point, the character About is kids? like, oh, "Yeah, are you ready for I knew kids?" This, and I felt weird when I picked it. I'm like, "No way!" Not you were like, me. "No way, bitch!" And I, was <laughs> like, was like, I was like, "Shit!" I hope Levin doesn't think like I'm having a go at him or anything. <laughs> As I say, sitting around my kingdom of like. <laughs> Star Wars toys and Lego. Um, so yeah, but we 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 pick kids, but th- but then that that was confusing to me though because then like there are ten- there kids in the game. Yeah, you don't have kids, even though you say you want them, and then ten years. Maybe pass. that's a projection thing. Yeah, maybe it's more, or maybe it is like no matter what your answers are, you're, this character that you're playing, Henry, is like a stubborn guy, or totally, or you know the illness in the game has yeah. caused. You can't that. really get too angry at, at at your decisions that you make. Oh, not, especially with a twenty dollar game. Totally. Like, so, like, this is an independent... This isn't, like, a high-budget billions of dollars. Like, they're not going to... You know, it's not like Mass Effect where, like, you know, you, you look at some blue alien bird in a in a bar, you know, you're not going to fuck her later. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, look, which is why I want my money back. But this is the first game that I've played from start to finish, or pretty much, you know, at all, um, with my wife since... Before we were even married, Super Super Mario Galaxy Two, and we liked that because uh, she hates a game where there's any responsibility on her that to to stop the main character from dying. (laughs) So every game, 
Every game, um, basically every game. But, besides, but she liked Super Mario Galaxy too because she and she christened it not me. She called it girlfriend mode because you could just <laughs> the help. second controller. You could and shooting help, yeah, the stars, and you could help. But you yeah. could like you could like hold enemies back from hurting. Yeah, I had a similar experience with Mario Galaxy One with a girlfriend yeah. who I lived with, and yeah, they were great at shooting things. And like, look, I get that. Like, that does sound a bit entry level, but I play a lot of video games, and she doesn't. And anything that can make us play them together mm. to the point where like last night we were going to, you know, normally we, we had a night in together and, we, and normally we would watch something and she was like, I need to know what happens in Firewatch. Can we play it? So good. And like, that was, it's just such a cool, and it, I think she even said something that you would see in a fucking infomercial. Like, Oh, I love playing video games together. Like I'm like, amazing. Great. <laughs> I'll tell, so cool I'll tell Campo now. Santo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The voice, everything was top notch. The voice acting, the, the voice acting in particular. That's like, that, that's it's, I would say the best voice acting I've ever heard. Oh, hands down. Game. Yeah. Hands down. And I mean, it's because they hired, you know, real act, like great yeah. actors, but like you don't see anyone's face for Never. the entire game. No. Um, except for like a sketch and a photo of your own. Yeah, and um, there's this kind of will they, won't they? Will you meet the other, uh, the, the you know the person who's on the other side of you? Basically, essentially your lifeline, the person who kind of keeps you from going crazy yourself. I think like while I was playing it, like I was, do I flirt with them? Like you're giving some different answers, and like oh no, I can't do that because I've got and like you know that this is the your one friend in the game who's kind of in with it, and it, it's a super interesting relationship. Like there's those weird games where you have, you know, it reminded me a bit of um. Eco, you know, yeah. or Ico, I'm not, you know, however you choose to pronounce it. Uh, Which is a Japanese-made game also for PlayStation. Brilliant game. We spoke about um, The Last Guardian a couple of episodes ago about our most in- oh, in the most anticipated stuff that we're looking for, created by him. And that's a game where you're controlling kind of one person who's leading another person through. It's, a, it's, it's like a 3D platformer. Amazing game. Super stark, minimalist, sad, beautiful, gorgeous, all these amazing words. Similar thing, like I find there's some, when you when you when you when you make a game with two players in mind, you can get some really interesting stuff. Yeah, you know, like even for a lesser extent, Yoshi's Island, like with the baby Mario, and like when you lose that, you get panicking because there's the crying and like absolutely it brings this fear in you, and you're like, oh, I hope I don't lose them. And like in this game, there's instances where like your walkie-talkie gets you know taken from you or something, and you or you can't hear from this person. You're well, like, if you if you oh. if you talk badly, like if you if you choose angry choices in dialogue to, to the girl on the other end, Delilah, um, she gets angry at you and turns her radio off. Yeah. Or if you, you miss the response time, there's a little time, which I didn't realize for a, a couple of days into it. If you don't answer back, like the conversation's over. And then I was like, go back, go back, say something. And you couldn't like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But it's interesting when you, yeah, you, I love these games where it's not just like, you know, you're running through shooting shit and it's just you. They're great too. No dears. But playing a game where it's like all about a relationship and you know codependency it's it, it's an interesting I th- it, it's it's such a you know when done really well it, it's super fun and it is greater than that there is a massive mystery within it oh there's this great unease isn't it throughout the yeah. whole game like you're kind of going you're desperate going to find out what 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 happens and, yeah. and the ending like it, I don't is, give it, it doesn't, away, it doesn't wrap everything up you don't how like, did you feel about it i i was satisfied because i've played that game thinking that the entire thing was about my relationship with this person on the other end. Mm-hmm. And that was summed up nicely for me. Sure. The mystery that you were trying to solve is not really at all. Mm. But for me, that was like, you sure. know, that was secondary. Yeah, without, without we won't say names or, you know, components or anything. But I found, look, I must have been looking somewhere else when part of the mystery was mentioned first time. Because towards the end of the game, when answer started coming through i was like who the fuck is that 
Which was pretty bad. Were you uh, on your phone looking at the Kanye forum while playing? Absolutely. It was actually the night before the premiere of the film, which we'll speak about later. So I was rife with um, excitement. Well, you know, no, it was just... It was the line of dialogue and it wasn't really mentioned again. I like Maybe that was on purpose. I was deviated. And we mentioned this in last week's episode, so this isn't a spoiler. Um, I, I was kind of focused on the on the chicks that I caught skinny dipping and what happened with them. So I think it was kind of like... And that's not because I'm like a dirty old man, but there's a, they, they mentioned that far more in the first half of this game than something else. Sure. I, I, don't, I don't talk about it without giving too much away, but I did feel like, oh, that's it. And it's like, you know, maybe I wanted aliens. This is an X Files. Like maybe I didn't want there to be aliens at the <laughs> end of the episode, conspiracy. and like Fox's sister abducted, and maybe I didn't want just to be she was kidnapped. You know right, what I mean? Sure. Yep. Cool. And one, <laughs> I got one, and not the other. Maybe. Uh, so in uh, the beautiful, such a great experience. Like definitely. Fuck, it's the same price as going to the movies with someone or getting a coke at the movies by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like twenty four dollar coke. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean like the movie ticket, oh, then the yeah. coke, and it's uh, like far more. It's enjoyable. riveting, man. It's yeah, enthralling. It's, it's great. Yeah. Writing's excellent. And I'll probably play it again too. I want to play it and do a lot of the different answers that I made. And, you know, I've heard there's some like secret stuff in there. I do After I finished the game, I um, checked out a bunch of shit. IGN did a really big, I haven't listened to it yet, but there's a massive spoiler cast that they oh, right. did with the makers of the game where Huge. they just talk at length. It's like two and a half hours long. Far out. Um, and That's probably about as long as the secrets. game if you did like a, you know, if you, if you sped speed through it, it and yeah, didn't yeah. speak, if you're an antisocial twat while you played it, <laughs> uh, within the realm of the game. Um, yeah. one, one thing I will say though is, uh, in when Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When we, when we played it together, um, when you do confront those uh, uh, naked girls at what the pool... What did you do? Uh, so... Y- after after you confronted them, you then picked up their stereo and chucked it in. But it was after you'd confronted them. Sure, I picked it up. I picked it up immediately, yeah. and before they even said a word to me, I threw it in the water. Fuck! What a and they prick. were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then that got referenced in the game about ten times that I trashed their stereo. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I got mine referenced later, but I admitted it because I felt that it was like, oh. Um, did you did you touch any of their stuff? And I was like, uh, I kind of destroyed their radio and said it kind of sheepishly. But that was it. Right. That's so cool. That makes me think like, shit. Maybe there's other things. Yeah. Because I know a lot of the answers. Sometimes you, um, 
this Delilah character in the game isn't the wife that they're talking about at the start when you fire up the game and you have to answer a bunch of questions about your relationship about your relationship but I'm curious what you do if you like just just dead her the whole time or if you totally flirt with her the whole time you know like yeah, totally. what, what different stuff you get because there is kind of obvious answers which go oh you, you want to give her the D versus oh shut up and leave me alone I'm yeah married. imagine if you were just antisocial and just didn't respond to her yeah. ever yeah I wonder if there's a way you can see her like maybe there is I mean I'll say no I didn't see her and is that a split? no I didn't see her yeah sure yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but before we move on, play if you have a PS4 or someone you know. I think it's on Steam as well. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere on Steam too. Xbox. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. yeah, you could actually it's on play Mac. It on anything. It's on Mac, PC. It's oh, it is on Xbox too. No, no, it's on everything by that. Damn. Um, but uh, play this game. It's a really, really exciting experience, and definitely Hugely. not one that I've had before. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, have you gone any further in the witness? Uh, no, I have not. I've not played the witness at all. The witness, uh, as you, dear listener, is our witness. Yeah, I, I, I just find it frustrating in that. Understood. It keeps giving you puzzles once you've figured out what, <laughs> like how to solve that particular kind of puzzle, but it just makes it more and more difficult using environmental stuff to to solve that sure, puzzle. Sure, sure. And it gives me the shits. It's like I get, I know what to do. I don't need to. I don't want to lower the water. Amazing. And have it three second window when the light is going to reflect enough for me to quickly jot down the direction that I need to move the line in to solve the puzzle. It sounds, it looks great and it sounds amazing, but... I've told many people that I think you'll hate it. I was about to say, I I can never see me playing it. It just sounds like a game that I'm going to be like, get fucked. And like, you know, whatever. Mist was cool, but I don't need to play this. No, it's a a lot more fun than Mist. Um, That's great. So would you put a big stamp on it? Like... Angus wouldn't play this. Uh, what does that I, I mean? I feel like just telling people that. I don't know because I feel like if you would have, if you if you were going to play it, you would have bought it by now, but you haven't. Yeah, no, I did read reviews and it, I saw a few alarm bells. Man, reviews are fucking savage of games these days. So I just, they should be. Just no. then, I uh, I googled when I googled uh, to find out who the <laughs> who the developer of um oh yeah of Firewatch was. It said the first thing that came off was a review from like Gizmodo saying. Uh, Firewatch has a genre problem And then just now I looked up Unravel To look up who the uh, developer of Unravel was yeah. And the first thing that comes up When you look up Unravel Is a, is a review from Wired so it, And it's titled Unravel, a game about a yarn person Tries way too hard Ooh. It's fucking brutal Yeah, that's like saying The teddy bear you grew up with Wasn't quite a bear You know what I mean? It's just like, come on man so I really enjoyed this game. That was game. the shittest analogy, FYI. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, I really enjoyed Unravel. It was a put out by EA Games, developed by Coldwood Interactive. Which is, what have they done? Uh, let's find out. They're somewhere, they're like, you know, a bunch of uh, Nordic European guys. Um, it's very Nordic, isn't it? It's they're based in, uh, in Sweden. Yeah, you, um, you totally get that too by the game. It's such Swedish vibes. Yeah, um, but... It's about a, like a, you. You basically are like a little yarn made character that belongs to this old woman. Yep. Um, and there's you, a family photo. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, and you you basically you, you're in her in her house, and you go up to her different photos throughout her house. Yep. And then you access those photos to try and f- unlock parts of her memory. Yeah. Which then go in a photo album. Yeah. That's like the weird story. 
It's not really what the main focus no, of the game is. No, it's like is. a platformer kind of puzzler. And I know that sounds strangely cold and not very compelling, but it's really warm. Put and a Pixar spin on it and now you're, now you're I got there. I got emotional at the, at the end of the game. Sure. How long um, was it a playthrough, do you reckon? Uh, between six and eight hours. Cool. So like, That's yeah, pretty good, though. I pat myself on the back for finishing two games, but neither of them were yeah. particularly long. And neither of them were the witness. Like, honestly, them combined is about as far as, as uh, much as I've played of of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and I've done like five missions in Metal Gear Solid Five. so... I just want to slip my wrist when I hear that. Like, that's like the worst news I've ever heard. What do you mean? Because <laughs> it's the best. I know. It's, I'm terrible <laughs> it's like, at it. You're, 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 no, you're not. You just, you've got a life and a kid and a family. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had neither of those things. <laughs> Hence my, my man, I, like, I cannot express how much that game took up my life. Like, I'm surprised I don't have 100% and Kojima didn't retweet me tweeting him that I got 100%. <laughs> the amount of shit I did on that. I was like, coming into the I was doing things that would keep me a couple of hours away so I'd come back and make sure my PlayStation didn't go to sleep because I was upgrading like weapons up the Yazoo that would take hours to build Did you get a platinum trophy yet? man I got I'm, I'm dripping in plats in that Damn. game yeah 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 you see some of these S ranks I was pulling <laughs> Woo! Um, uh, enough of that so but, the developers of uh, Unravel Coldwood Interactive um, again no, don't think the nothing, game is cold I've done nothing that, uh, that, that I've ever heard of Freak Out Ski racing 2005. Now, now ski I'm ski racing 2006. <laughs> what happened in 2007? Can I guess? Did uh, I have a game? No, there's one called Ski Do Snowmobile Challenge. Again, extremely Swedish. Just yeah. straight up snow. Snow X racing. Oh and my god. PlayStation Move Fitness. I'm surprised there's no goddamn snow in this game. There is so much. There's, oh, okay. I've got that. Some of the later yeah. levels. Um, so basically, yeah, you're this little yarn creature that goes out in the wild. Yeah. And you're trying to retrieve these little trinkets that represent an old woman, old woman's memories. Yeah. Um, the, it's a platformer. Like a physical you can, trinket to make her remember, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And it's a, it's a platformer. It's like a puzzle platformer. So if you've played Limbo, it's very similar to that. And you've got to use you physics have, a lot, right? Like it's about like setting up. You're using your yarn to like bounce a certain way or swing. Yeah, a certain so you got to swing. You got to access like different points that you can connect your yarn to. How do you write the controls? I found them a bit confusing for the first run. Like learning, uh, I thought they were pretty intuitive. I, yeah, I, 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 that's this is my my favorite kind of game. Sure, and I know that like games about old women and they make you feel <laughs> yeah, that's that, right. that make you cry. Old women memories <laughs> and cry. tears. Perfect. Made by the makers of Ski Do Ski Challenge or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it is. An unbelievable looking game. Oh, it looks stunning. Like yeah. there, yeah. Because you are this tiny little yarn creature, everything around you is massive, and I, yeah. you know, that's a fun, that's a fun thing to play with. Dare I say, anyway. Merida's hair in uh, Brave and Sully's fur in Monsters Inc. Like the first time you see that stuff, yeah, you're getting that similar vibe with this yarn. Absolutely. Like there's little specks of, you know, it, it's it, you're, you're these little red things. Incredible textures, beautiful light shining through things, and and because you're out in the woods, you see, like you know, at, you begin you'll kind of like walk over a platform and a bug will walk underneath yeah. you or a bird yeah. will fly overhead. Um, and it's at la- in later levels, you see like just deer in the background. It's just oh, like wow. beautiful looking deer just yeah, kind of walking cool. around. And yeah, it's it's so much... It's it's a really, really fun so game. So many indie games through. for us so far this year. It's it's really interesting. It's What's such it a... So many indie games. It's such a trend. It's yeah, like, well, I mean, I mean does it, is this still an e- indie game even though EA put it out? I guess it is. I guess they've distributed it. Yeah. You know, like Fox would distribute it. Like a um, smaller... Um, it's just like, you know, it's like, it's like the Deadpool of games. These guys are going like, we can make us, it's, it's true. It's this 2016 trend. I'm calling it now. A lot yeah. of low risk coming out, going in, you know, you know, you're not dropping a lot of bank to make it. You're going in with kind of medium expectations and people 
blowing up. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. It's, it's telling that the three games that are played the most of this year are all indie games. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty strange. Also, maybe you know we're out of the cycle or something. Yeah, well, we've got. If, if if it sticks to a plan, which we predicted it wouldn't, Uncharted, Uncharted 4 comes yeah. out in two months. Division, which I'm kind of interested in, but then again, I'm also... I think you would probably... If, like, there isn't... There's only a few degrees of difference between the, the core mechanics of Metal Gear and... And, and, you're gonna, and I'm going right? to say the door is over there, and one... Core <laughs> one, mechanics, not thematics, man. <laughs> no, but one is written by... <laughs> Guaranteed, the Division, I won't know who the fuck made it till at the end of the game. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there's not enough credits. No, this, people are saying this is like... It's more GTA... Right. And this is like the destiny we, we want. Isn't this a stealth action game? Uh, no, not so much. I thought all the Tom Clancy joints were. I've never played a Tom I'm Clancy so game. Me too. I game. don't give a fuck. Guy's I'm dead. Is he, like, is he making games from the fucking grave? I never got that. It's the weirdest licensing ever. You here's actually a game play for a as Tom Clancy. Year old. Yeah, it's like here's a game for a 15 to 18 year old written by a dude that your dad and uncle reads, maybe, who's like when your dad and uncle don't really want to read. Yeah, it's it's so such weird. a strange license I never got growing up. And then I'm like, are you? T-? I was the when same. did he die? I don't know. He died a long time ago. To me, uh, I've looked up the names of two developers so far. I can, I can at least pay. Tom Clancy, in, the developer. I, can, I can pay Tom Clancy the uh, the respect of looking up when he died. Tom Clancy's like the R.L. Stein of like yeah, books Stein about submarines and doesn't, have, and doesn't have a million platinum games underneath his belt. Look, he I'm died going... uh, 2013, so not that long ago. So how did he make this game? <laughs> so I, <laughs> so I want to know. I seriously, I don't understand that. I haven't bothered. I know there's answers out there. Well, my man, what did you just look up Tom Clancy on? What are you holding in your hand right now? Oh yeah, that's right. An iPhone, my brother. Hunt for the Red October. Like that's exactly it. I said he's a guy who wrote a book about submarines. How's he making the division? Like as if he could come up with any of those sick mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine if that's what it. That's what the books are about. Like they're like how to pl- how, how, how to, to make, make this game. game. How to make this? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's like, he's got a book called Full Force and Effect. Like, and he wrote it with someone else. With oh, it's probably because he was dead. Yeah, 2014. This guy's done so much. He's like Tupac. <laughs> like he's just releasing shit constantly. Um, What's going on there? A, 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 this is a great segue, bro. A prolific writer that's still alive <laughs> uh, and, and constantly having adaptations of his work, uh, Stephen King. Oh, Stiffy King. Stiffy wow. King. I think you said Steffy King earlier, but Stiffy King now. Stiffy King, yeah, well, he's yeah. He's the king of stiffies. I yeah, love Yeah, he's it. the king of stiffs. Um, Dead bodies, because horror. Come on. The f- what was the first ever Stephen King adaptation you saw? Mm, it was mine. It was the, the cover of it. And right. that terrified me for so long. Then I think it was Stand By Me. Oh, right. Awesome. Stand By Me, based yeah. off the body. Yeah, I watched, um, uh, I watched It in primary school at a sleepover. I was going to say, at school. Expecting I was like, for it to be terrifying. What school did you go to? <laughs> it, was, it was not fucking... It's, it's such a piece of shit movie. Like, it was a telly movie. Like, you know what? It, it was a telly movie. Right. Yeah. Actually, what's funny is... Um, this is so important to Hey Fam Cannon. Uh, Carrie Fukunaga. I never pronounced his name properly. Who? Uh, Carrie Fukunaga. Uh, True Detective Season 1. Uh-huh. He left... Oh, the director of the, the most sure. of that? Yeah. yeah, all of season one. Yep. Yeah, he left to do it, like the first actual feature film adaptation because the other one was like oh, a three-hour right. miniseries turned into a video, which I think in Australia never got shown on TV, so we always just thought it was a long-ass movie here. Right. He left to develop that and went came off it, so that was part of the whole... What's he doing now? We did the Netflix film. Okay, right. Beast with No Nation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, but that, that's beloved, right? It's amazing. Yeah, Great yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super, super good movie. Yeah. Idris Alba. Oh, what, just The Maddest Dog. My favorite interpretation of Coney I've seen in a long time. Uh, but yeah, so It was yours. Stand By Me. Yeah. And I mean, you know, then I saw The Shining, which he hates because it's nothing like his novel, The Shining. Uh, 
Not a lot though. Truth there be any told, st- are there any Stephen King million dollar g- uh, video game franchises? I tell you what, once he dies, <laughs> this guy's <laughs> going to be doing riffs on the Metal Gear series. Ubisoft has been making Tom Clancy games for like fifteen years. Doc. Just, um, you know what? The dark. What is it? The Dark Tower. That's one that everyone has been talking about. Like the. He's been dying. Everyone's been dying to adapt that for so That's long. That's the punk rock one that everyone, all the punkers love. Yeah, it's like a cow. It 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 it's, it sounds like something. Anthrax wrote a song about it, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like set in the future in dystopian America. It's yeah, like yeah, a cowboy yeah. and stuff. Anthrax aren't punk. Any rock listeners rock, of yeah. um, yeah, any any punk music fans or fans of the Dark Tower right now, They're just like, smash so, their yeah. listening device. I'm like these fucking idiots. They're gonna go leave a, a review on iTunes saying that they prefer We're the Blank Slate podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. We're white. Like, leave another review, you punk rockers. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like, I don't. Oh, misery! Did you see misery? This is the most oh, boring segment. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which? Oh no, dude! Shawshank Redemption. Like, I've seen none of the horror stuff. Not because I'm scared. I swear. Yeah. It's just that, like, usually that shit's trash. Besides The Shining, which again he disowned. But yeah, he's got. A, um, he wrote a book a couple of years ago, which I remember was getting marketed like almost like a film when it was coming out. Like I was seeing one pages for it in magazines and in bookshops and stuff like huge posters and like bus stops and stuff, which you don't really see for books besides like a Harry Potter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I'm just looking at all the wrong places, but it's um, 11-22-63, which is the date that Kennedy was assassinated. And it's a time travel novel, essentially. Uh, and Hulu has teamed up with J.J. Uh, Abrams' assistant, who is, <laughs> because it's exactly produced by J.J., so he's, I, I'd say he's very busy doing other things. I don't know if it might be Bad Robot. Maybe it's not. And James Franco. And they're doing an eight-part, like, you know, 80-minute episode per episode series. Yeah, it's like a time travel what-if kind of episode. What if you had access to go back in time and stop JFK from being assassinated and therefore potentially stop the Vietnam War? Yeah, it uses the butterfly effect and says that, you know, Kennedy's assassination was instrumental, one of the instrumental uh, factors into the Vietnam War and how painful it was and for a particular character in the show and what if you could go back, stop that. But there's, um, you know, it's not a film. So I think it, like w- the one we watched there was 80 minutes long. The first episode is just out now. Franco plays the lead, James Franco. And, Chris uh, Cooper's in it. Uh, you know. And then that's all. <laughs> that's it. I'm actually lost for words. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing with any time travel, it's... Uh, They've always got to tell you the rules because everyone has different yeah, rules. It's when a it comes to slow, time. slow episode. But I'd say 20, 30 minutes in, I was like, okay, okay. once the rules are out yeah. of the way. It's it's very, it, it feels like you're watching a telemovie. Oh, it's very telemovie. Uh, it's very... It's not cinematic at all. Oh, not at all. No, it's like back to the future, but not funny. Yeah. There's, it's kind of like... There's a few moments where I'm like, this is straight out of one of the Back to the Future Oh, yeah, movies. to the fact where it's like bringing back re- like sport events that you can bet money on. Yeah. It's uh, the, so I do like the, the rule. 50s. So, basically, like, there's this old diner that James Franco, who's a teacher in it, of course, because I think, you know, when he's not acting, he is teaching classes on the road. And again, the... Uh, protagonist is a, is a writer because uh, Stephen King, old stiffy, write what you know King, can't stop writing about goddamn writers. And he is told by this diner owner, oh, if you walk through this closet door, you, you wind up in 62, isn't it? Yes, yeah, sorry, it's not 50, it's just, yeah, 1960, 1960. 1960, and he has to spend three years, th- years there. He gets, yeah, he's, he, he gets convinced that he needs to spend three years in this era uh, so that he can stop the JFK assassination. That's right, but it will only be two minutes in current time, so it'll be as though he's just gone for a piss. Yeah, the amount of time he's gone. But he will come back three years older. 
three years older, but I'm, I'm guessing because Chris Cooper doesn't look well in it and it looks like a guy who's tried it a few times. Yeah. It's, uh, it sounds like a really, really cool synopsis. Yeah, and things but... started getting cool in it, like when it was cutting in conversations that they'd obviously had prior saying, oh, the burn on my arm was when I stopped this time. So you get the idea that Chris Cooper's tried to do this a lot and has set up a play-by-play on where he has to be. But he's just too old to do it now. And he's like, I got burnt here, watch out. And then so James Franco's character will go in expecting this and then, you know, try to dodge it. Or And the coolest thing, because we're obviously going to talk about things we liked before we talk about things we didn't like. Yeah. Uh, the coolest thing that they introduced is something that I've not seen in a time travel movie before. Yeah. And that is that if you are about to change the past, the past will actually try and stop you from doing what you're trying to do. So in a weird way, the past is a character. Um, and it's it rears its head in weird ways. First, it takes over people saying, and and they say to him, you know, you shouldn't be here, you shouldn't be here. But then, like I brought up Final Destination earlier, it reminded me a lot of that. Totally, like Very the character of death. Violent just... things happen in order to stop James Franco's character. That's right. From trying to, you know, send get... a message like, "Don't come here, don't do this." It's like yeah, the t- time slash past itself starts becoming like. You know, there's starts being physical representations of it, and, and that's verbal representations. That's and definitely that's cool. the most interesting part of this, and that's movie. very Stephen King, I think. Yeah. Like that's a cool King move. Um, I think it's going to be good. I think now that the groundwork is laid out, it's going to. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah, um, I'm in. I'm a Franco apologist. I think the guy's fucking batshit, and I'm pumped <laughs> for the room uh, behind the tell-all. You know, film he's making. <clears throat> so I'm super keen for this, but I think once we've got that kind of rocky exposition out of the way, which I get it, like explaining time travel is not easy, especially for someone not reading a book, like a, a science fiction kind of, someone who's ready to accept the laws of uh, time travel. Yeah. I think that once that was out of the way, it wasn't handled brilliantly, but now that it is... Yeah, I think that's the only... My only problem with this is that it, it's a bit crap. Yeah. <laughs> that's all kind of... That's my only, and like, you know what? criticism. Uh, so I need Bs in my life. I need Cs. That's true. I'm sick of these You A's. need comparative points. Yeah. If everything was As, then how would I know what when, you know... I'm also going to predict that J.J. Abrams, all he's done on this is watch it, I reckon you signed off. I just went, yep, sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I'm making the Star Wars Executive film. producer, yeah, totally. I've got yeah, better, yeah. I've got so, by, and JJ Abrams' existent, like, that's about it. Um, but let's see if we actually watch it, unlike another show which I said I'd be watching. Great seg. Just a great seg. Uh, turns I'm, out, you know, it, if, you, it called? if you pick up the ratings, guys. Fucking help me. I'm a fucking celebrity. Get me the fuck out of here, you cunts. Look, if you're on Forbes.com and you know the uh, you know the Hey Fanboys love nothing more than a quick browse of browse of Forbes.org. I should interrupt you to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Forbes.com. Proudly brought to you by Forbes.com. Uh, big big fans of us, and we're big fans of them. And it's uh, hoping we can go public one day. You know, get some uh, get some of that Forbes. Four, five, you know. One of my favorite rappers, Soldier Boy, um, on his third album, at one point just brings up, I'm on the motherfucking Forbes list. And I was like, no, you're not. But turns out, Soldier Boy is constantly. Wow. He made a bunch of money. True, though. And I mean, if you check that guy's Instagram, he's constantly writing hoverboards and selling them. Yeah. Like, he's definitely made some good decisions. <laughs> unlike another person we'll be speaking about later who's... Yeah. Uh, Sadly, I would now watch the fuck out of Hell, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Starring if, Soldier, if Soldier Boy? Boy was in it. Like... Nobody's business. Yeah, no, that'd be huge. But uh, instead, who's on it in the, this Australian version? Shane Warne. And he was the reason why I was like, you know what? This will be funny. This won't be painful to watch a 60-minute plus show every day about the most banal people living under an insanely inverted commas here. Dangerous circumstances. Because they're not. It's come out this week. Shane Warne's daughter, who seems to be this like amazing 
balloon in, deflating full of amazing information about Shane Warne. Uh, she gave us the the rousing. She cried. He cried because he couldn't watch dodgeball. Uh, tell all. <laughs> now he said. She said that he gets to eat his own food there. Right. Wow. Yeah. Baked beans. Baked beans and pizza. His the Shane Warne diet. Yeah, but uh, the good news is. I don't have to watch it because enough publications uh, who are after dem hits are just keeping us all up to date with the banal happenings of Mr. Shaney well, Warney. Angus, that may be, but I don't think it was your decision to make. You made a promise to me and the fam oh, yeah. that you were going to watch every episode of Help, I'm a Motherfucking Celebrity. Get my <laughs> dick the fuck out of this Get motherfucker. Get my dick out of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? Sometimes promises were meant to be broken. That's true. I'm very glad you're not watching this piece of shit. Yeah, anymore. I can't do it. I tried and I was like laughing for the first one going, oh, this will be easy. And then by the second one, I was like, I could be doing so much Name more. one celebrity besides Shane Warne that's on this show. Uh, Akmal. Akmet. <laughs> yeah, the comedian. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I, glad I had the answer. So uh, that, that, that was the update that all the fans have been uh, wanting, wanting to know. Yeah. I'm just uh, glad that um, you didn't ask two, like name two of them. <laughs> but yeah, this week the big bombshell was that old Shaney Warren, and I think we'll throw this, I'll throw the sound clip in, uh, believes that we are not earthlings. Like we stupidly believe we are. Yeah. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't believe in... Um, no, he's a big fan of the film Prometheus. He thinks that aliens dropped us here and yeah. we're just an experiment and they're, they're growing us and and apes. I forgot the word of the thing that, um, uh, that you know, we descended from apes. What's it called again? Evolution. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot <laughs> evolution. Charles Darwin in the house. Uh, yeah, so I'll put that clip in now. If we've evolved from monkeys, why haven't those ones evolved? Yeah. Because I'm saying aliens. Uh. We started from... Aliens. Look at those pyramids, Bonnie. You just, you, you couldn't do them. You couldn't pull a bit of rope, those big, huge yeah. bits of brick and make it perfectly symmetrical and couldn't do it. So no. who did it? So who did it? It has to be from another world. It has to has be. To be. And that's why I reckon we did too. Whatever planets, planet they're on over, out there, they decided that Earth, they're going to start some more life on Earth and study us. But... I don't. I mean, scientifically, we have the same so much, so many similarities. Similarities to monkeys. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they turn a few monkeys into humans. They turn into humans and said, "Yeah, it works." <laughs> oh, Shane. Uh, and that's why I don't watch it because there's literally it's on YouTube like the best bits. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Um, they're I know. I would watch a show of like him trying to like basically like replace any show that um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has ever done. And set it up exactly like the same, like a cosmos type series. But then yeah. put Shane in Neil's yeah. spot. Zero research. Have him ho- no research. What? Just whatever. be like, see the sun over there. Tell us about give him, that. Give him his baked beans and pizza yeah. and, and and a few scotches, and then send him out. Shane, have you heard of the uh, theory of relativity? Great. Explain it now. <laughs> and just put yeah. put some fucking photos of space and have him explain what it is. I, th- I think that's the show that the world deserves. I'm hoping the producers of I'm my dick stuck in this goddamn hellhole. By the way, I'm famous. Where's the nearest Uber? If they're listening, if they're taking any note, they will know that that's what they'll be doing. That's that's exactly the direction it needs to take. We need an Australian spin on the Cosmos series. I mean, Carl Sagan, great. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Molto Bene. We need. I think it's <laughs> it's time to ring that down under. And look, Dr. Carl's the obvious 
choice. Let's not be obvious. Dr. Shane. Dr. Shane. Maybe him and Carl together, I could see some great double act. That would be fucking great. Yeah. But, but, a lot of odd but, couple but type no. of gags. Yeah, know? but but Dr. Carl doesn't have a microphone and Shane one does. Yeah, that'd be great. And it's just Dr. Carl getting very angry. <laughs> Wanting to correct Shane but can't. No, I'm into that. That's Ooh. awesome. Speaking of madmen that you love and I could despise. Yeah. Can you really West. despise? No, I don't despise him. Yeah, I was going to say that's I don't good. despise Shane Warne either. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you definitely love these goofballs a lot more than I do. Look, I like somebody who... <laughs> I like people who put themselves out there with outlandish things and no matter what they do, stick by them and they're constantly, you know, sacrificed by the public. 2,000 years ago, they would have called me a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Christian now, but I'm just saying, you know, these people who follow uh, somebody who, you know, do outlandish things, you know. That's why I tune uh, into the FM every week. Religious commentary. That's right. Yeah, you've, you've come to the, the God Hour, uh, keeping up those real, uh, you know, hot cross buns. We're smacking them. Hey, Easter's around the corner, by the way. Thanks. Some great cross promos. Thanks, bro. Forbes has got the drop on where to get the best, uh, best HBCs, best cream eggs. HCVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll be. Um, oh, the cream eggs. Wow. They got smaller in size, didn't they? That they was did, a, man. That was a thing last year. <laughs> that was a thing that outlets spoke about. Um, uh, speaking of outlets, speaking about things, <laughs> but let us tell you about an insane event I went to on Friday. Now, when a person releases an album, that's usually it. It just comes out. And but you, if you buy are, it. You buy it. And yeah, you actually get to buy it and listen to it. <laughs> but when your name is Kanye West and you're a fan of Kanye West, which is admittedly a lot of people, despite the fact uh, you, you, you will mainly hear negative shiz, uh, none of those things happen because everything is different. Uh, for example, this album his new album the life of pablo which got the name i think the day before which went through many iterations which i'm sure we've all heard of swish waves uh you know just ask maxi b about that one finally was released but it was not just going to be oh you can go buy it no you had to go to a cinema listen to it live as kanye played it from his laptop live in madison square garden and it was broadcast to, broadcast to cinemas around the world while his latest fashion range yeezy season three was unveiled to the world with you know normally a fashion show might have upwards of 50 people models. It was 1,200 in this one. So it was uh, very maximalism to say the least. Very uh, As if you'd expect anything else. But this was so weird. So you're sitting in a cinema. Uh, it was 4 p.m. New York time, 8 a.m. Sydney time. This is two full cinemas in like the one cinema complex just in the... Gold class out. cinemas though. Lux. Gold class. Lux. Lux. Yeah. And I got there early. Um, went with uh, one of my dear friends and... Kanye confidence, a couple and, of them, and, and Hey Fam's dear friend, Hey Fam, two of them, Tech Guru Steve and Louis McCurdy, the men, the men, themselves. just 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 good boys who really love uh, what Jesus has to say. And look, I know probably a lot of you that listen to a show like Hey Fam probably don't give two shits, but it's my podcast, <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah, it's his. I'm getting Kanye right now. <laughs> this is, you know, uh, people should stop trying to be so nice and start striving for greatness, and that's what I'm doing. Okay, so listen, and. You know, we knew it would be special and it was 8am, so we're like going, oh, we're probably going to get coffees or some some Mount Franklin. Like, definitely not Evian. It's a cinema, mind you. Even if it's gold class, they don't serve that. So, we decided to do a little shopping the night before uh, and so we could have mimosas because we thought it was eight, it's a very suitable breakfast drink, celebratory to hear this new album, very in line with, you know, you got a toast the Kanye somehow. lifestyle. We could have a toast to the douchebags. And because we were in a public area where there was actually a, a candy bar and people that surfed, we had to make these things in secret. So before the film, we went to the toilet. I had the Hey Hey Saturday tote bag you gave me for my birthday. <laughs> uh, in there was a bottle of champagne, some plastic champagne flutes and a carton of orange juice. And we kind of basically, you know, 
for all intents and purposes, set up a speakeasy. <laughs> you had to get a small bar license. <laughs> we had a small bar. Oh, this is more like, um, you know, you, 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 you prohibition era ones. Like these, they, you know, these weren't speaking. Like the right guys came knocking on the door. Sure, he could get in. But this was, uh, yeah, not for public uh, eyes. And we just kind of, you know, started pouring them out. Took them into the cinema. Turned a few heads. People were like, where'd you get those from? And, you know, oh, you know, the guy gave them to us. They didn't. It was us. And so it just started. It was right on time, which I was very, you know, a rapper that shows up. I mean, <laughs> again, defying expectations. And it was live, weird and live. It just started. And you saw Kanye walk in and it was full Madison Square Garden. It was very strange. And, and he didn't like perform his album. He well, no, and there was no copies of it anywhere. No one had heard it. The label hadn't heard it, who I, I'd been invited in part from. Uh, no one had heard it. No one knew if it was coming out that day, despite the fact he said it was. Spoiler alert, if you're listening to this... Now, uh, when we record it, it's been five days since then or something. Still not out properly. Really strange. Played the album. You can only stream it on Tidal at this point. Yep. And now he's saying he's refusing to sell it. But anyway, that's a different story. Played the album. He's there with like some of his cohorts. You know, he's got Pusha T, Two Chains, uh, Kid Cudi, a couple of NBA players. It was super hilarious. Well, everyone like Anna Wintour's there. All these people who are you know big in the fashion game. Kardashians, uh, all these other celebrities, but down there is kind of like, you know, Kanye and his crew, uh, Chance the Rapper, a couple of people, and everyone was just kind of just, it was, it was really strange. And you're watching him listen to his album with us. And he knew all the parts, so he was like mouthing along, but we hadn't heard it. And it was great. I mean, everyone there wanted to be there. Yeah. At one point, he wore it Young Thug out. Thuggy was there. Yeah, Young Thugger was there. Thug's on the album a couple of times. Like, it was basically everyone who helped make this album was there. And then he paused his own album to play just a regular-ass Young Thug song. Yep, and he was getting so hyped by what was going on. He's like, oh, here's a new Young Thug song I just produced and played it. And it was awesome. And everyone goes... And then Vic Mensa, like, people... It was like going to a party where there's, like, people had a bit to drink and they all start unplugging their phones and putting their one in. <laughs> and then Vic Mensa came up and put his in and played his new song. And, like, people started leaving Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I was like, ooh... Uh, yeah, you know, that's a, that's, that's a good way to the find me- out. If, the Mensa effect. It was, the, if you want to clear out a room, it's the Vic Mensa room clearing uh, process. It was pretty funny. But yeah, it was just surreal to see him there. And he was, and then at the end, he pl- debuted a trailer for a video game he's been working on, but then played it again immediately afterwards. Like, he was so insanely Kanye. Like, but tell us about the video game, because uh, well, it sounds riveting. Yeah, it, you're his dead mother, and it's about her ascension to the afterlife. <laughs> Like, duh. <laughs> I and mean, the graphics are really good. It looks really good. He's worked um, with oh, Caroline Shaw, who, if you are a Kanye West fan uh, or non fan, she's actually a modern composer uh, based in New York. And she reworked Say You Will, the opening track from 808s and Heartbreaks with him, which is on his SoundCloud. It sounds amazing. It's all like a, she, she she kind of records herself and becomes like an orchestra with her own voice, like a choir. She's on the album a few times. She's on Wolves, which is a track people have been speaking about for about a year, which he debuted a long time ago. Um, she's done the soundtrack. It's like a rework of his song Only One. So it seems really weird, but then he went on a rant how like everyone in San Francisco was laughing at him, like all the game developers presumably and how he doesn't need them and stuff. And then, you know, looking back three days later, he was hitting up Mark Zuckerberg on Twitter saying, you never realized dreams. Like, I'm not going to get into that, but it's been a really weird couple of days. And, you know, we left after it was like, great, the album's going to be out now. It wasn't. And then we're like, oh, 3 p.m. Normally things come on the iTunes store. Then all the services, music services, like refresh around 3 p.m. Australian time. Still nothing. No word from Kanye either on his Twitter, which he's been very vocal. 
And then we're just waiting. We're like, oh, maybe it's tomorrow. No. And it just didn't come. Then Sunday arrived for an hour. You could buy it from his website. But then it was pulled. And now it's only on Tidal, a streaming service, which nobody uses, which is owned by Jay-Z. And you still can't get it anywhere. And they're saying now it's not even the proper album. It's a partial album. But it's getting perfect scores from the New York Times and Pitchfork. It's just, it's really strange. It's been a really weird few days and I'm really confused. Do you think Do you think it's intentional at all or do you think this is just like... I just think, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's, it's the state of celebrity in 2016. It's the state of the pressure of delivering, you know, whether or not you like Kanye West and what he's done. Like he's had six like kind of defining, like six insane albums, like no nothing's been boring everyone's completely radically different from the last and kind of sets the standard for what popular culture and pop music kind of emulates for the next few years but then it's also like the state of streaming music like what's the release of a physical album like years ago you would have had to have that album finished a couple months ago so you can have all the artwork everything sorted you know delivered to stores sold on shelves like it's like what what is an album now yeah and like two weeks ago Rihanna supposedly sold a million copies of an album, but they linked that to Tidal somehow. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? It's really, like, what yeah. do these things mean? And what's even weirder, this reminds me of my dear friend George Lucas. Despite the albums on Tidal right now, Kanye's still working on it. And apparently he's, like, tweeting, oh, I'm going to fix Wolves, this track I mentioned, and he's, like, going to replace the one that's on the streaming service. So it's like, well, what is an album now? Is it a constant, is there is there any one solid thing you can carry around, like, the historical version what of is this that, album? Can you tell me how that links to George Lucas, your good friend? Oh, well, he's like, oh, I'm not done with my movie. I'm going to add this scene here. Oh, oh you know right. what? I'm going to tweak that a bit. I'm going to change this. Where a lot of people in the public are like, no, no, no. The it's movie out came there. out. Yeah, yeah, sure. I get it. And when there was a physical film print, that was so. But it's like, you know, shows on Netflix and stuff. You could tweak scenes and change things. And they, they have. They've changed like ratios of things for films that are shot in different ratios. And it made me just kind of think, shit, man. State of streaming. I mean, there's nothing that's... Re- Unless someone is ripping every version of everything and keeping it somewhere. Like... Something you fell in love with might exist in a couple of years, and that's kind of weird. Fucking crazy. But then you know, that's stuff. what people like, like that's what Picasso and stuff would be painting over his paintings, like some of his famous paintings, just constantly changing, like what they looked like when they were deemed masterpieces. And it's like, well, when something stopped being a product, and when something stopped being artistic output, and what's the fine line between that? And this is like the deepest shit we've ever gotten into. And I don't know the answer. I mean, as a Star Wars fan, I don't know the answer. As a Kanye West, all these people who I really like and that love their works, they keep changing them. <laughs> and it's really hard to know which one I like. And, you know, what, what, what is a commodifiable product? And then what is someone's soul? And, or is there any soul? Or no, is it all fake? And I don't know. Am I going to make a video game about my mom? <laughs> it's like, and what, what, where do podcasts come in? Are we art? Yeah, I've changed things. Yeah. I change your voice. I lower it. You sound like... <laughs> You sound like uh, like you've got some mad-ass baritone and I, I pitch mine up. So. I actually replace all of your parts when I edit episodes. I part, replace all of your parts with your parts from an episode of Greenlight Boys. And that must make you know it a lot of fun to hear this. It may, actually makes more sense for yeah. some reason. Um, I, I change your scenes with Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> I, just, I digitally <laughs> insert him over the top. Perfect. And it's sick. You've been listening to Hey Fam. We are a weekly podcast hey, which thanks, you can find. Can I just say... Thanks for that little music part. Like I say, Lemons and I, I mean, do like music. We do we like don't music. talk about it on this. We love music. Yeah. <laughs> we love music. Um, music, uh, you know, video games, books, TV, movies. Uh, I like to call them all the arts. The arts. We're fans of the arts. We were, we were going to call this podcast Hey Art. Yeah. But, but instead, then the Hey Arnold guys got pissed. Hey Arnold. Like, yeah. They're like, don't do that. 
but instead we call it Hey Fam. And you can find us at facebook.com slash heyfampodcast or send us an email, heyfampodcast at gmail.com. Find me on the title boards. I'm just hanging out there now. Yeah, just... you can find me at uh, title.com slash Kanye Lev. Well, I just thought we, we would um, announce now, and I guess, uh, you know, again, we've been segueing really well. F- following our Forbes, you know, uh, .com takeover, we're, we're happy to announce the next six months of um, our podcast will be available exclusively on title. Yep. Uh, it's in high fidelity. So what you're hearing now, you know, this, you, you trust me. This is just standard definition. Yeah. We sound like we're a room away. You can, we're going to get, you're going to listen to the title apps. We're going to be like licking your ears while we say this podcast too. It's, it's going to be an oral experience that I guess you'll never forget. I'm proud of it. And yeah, for those who don't know, we actually have microphones in our own ears and we record directly into in each other's ear. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the future. Uh, it's subscription service, but hey, some of the best things are. Like what? Uh, Daredevil season two. True. Yeah. Callback. I don't know. Callback. See, I'm just... Oh. But I might go back and change that now because I'm updating this constantly. See, who knows if these podcasts are the same? I might be going back and you might be going back and changing what we said and changing it. It's just, there is no solid record. It's you a could, kind of weird thing, man. You can find Angus and his amazing thoughts on Twitter and on Instagram at Jimmy Changus. And you can find me at those same places as at Jabba the Hutt. At Jabba the Hutt. Wait, did you just edit me? Yeah. You this is back in time. Fuck. I walked through the diner door. <laughs> Man, can, there's so many callbacks and they're not working. You can find me at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. And uh, if you uh, happen to find yourself on iTunes, leave us a review. Yeah. A nice one. And um, you get bonus points if you don't mention the Blank Slate Movie Podcast. Yeah, like we get it. <laughs> in fact um I, I i think it's hilarious all i think the last like five reviews we've gotten three of them are like hey thanks for um letting me know what the blank slate movie podcast is i love it that's weird i guarantee if we went straight to the blank slate movie podcast no, reviews, dude, their last review someone's saying it's way better than hey fam. yeah that's what i'm talking about like what it's a good podcast man i love it what's the problem with our one that's a, that's, a, that's a problem we need to address in the future. Yeah. What is it? What, what is it? Oh, oh, do you know, know it? Oh, no. Future, okay, I, I put you new and you're like teasing. Well, maybe the problem is that you keep replacing me with Jabba the Hutt. People don't appreciate that. Yeah. I guess I've gotten out of control. Anyway, if you can tell us what problems we have, uh, leave it on the Blank Slate <laughs> On the Blank yeah, please. Review. <laughs> any, any things you want to tell us that aren't about the Blank Slate, just tell us on our, uh, on our review. Just leave some good reviews. And of course, um, if you have any actual problems with the podcast, anything that we say, any, any mistakes, um, direct it straight to our, um, Dear um, friend. our, our minister of, uh, yeah, of communication. communications. Yeah, yeah. Minister, at Dasalo. At Dasalo on Twitter. D-A-S-S-A-L-O. Yeah, he's more than happy to... We're, we are paying Tommy out the butt yep. to, uh, to, to answer your I'm your hemorrhaging money call. keeping this guy afloat. Uh, but you know what? It's been worth it, and I think he's really happy to hear what you have to say. Thanks for listening to Hey Fan. We'll see you next week. See you then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 